Welcome to OTR, Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. This podcast is designed to help with your recovery from any mental issue you are up against. The show strives to give you information that really, for real, works. The podcast interviews real people that have recovered or are managing their mental health. We also talk to people that offer suggestions and coping mechanisms you may want to try. Bob Adelman, the host of OTR, shares his 50 years of struggles with mental illness and the techniques of recovery. He is still on his journey, as you can hear in the episode called Perfect Storm Fighting Demons. So help him fight this monster called mental illness and the stigma that goes with it. Thank you, Amanda. This is Bob Adelman, and today we have a great show. We have someone, her name is Abuya Biondi, and she is an ex-surfer uh, tandem. She actually poses while someone holds her on a surfboard surfing. So check out her pictures. They're very interesting. She also teaches yoga. Uh, she's from California, and... She gets into food cleansing and what the right foods are to eat. And of course, we go through her uh, battles of depression and how she is doing great going, getting through all of that. And that's about the gist of the show. So here is the interview. Enjoy. Hi, Alia. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to have you. I know you're going to be a great guest. I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So my name is Alia, Alia Biondi, now that I'm married, and I live in Southern California. I teach yoga and meditation and spin, and I lead wellness cleanses, retreats, yoga teacher trainings, all kinds of workshops and programs because I love to connect with people, and I'm really passionate about being of service. Could you go into a little bit about yoga? Because uh, I think I took one course a long time ago, and uh, it seemed to be good. But at the time, I have some physical problems, so I wasn't able to continue. But I see. Can you describe what it's like? I'd love to. So yoga is a very interesting practice where it's not a one-size-fits-all. And there's different types of practices as far as techniques or styles of practice. So I teach and practice a style called vinyasa. And vinyasa means coordinating your breath to your movement. And it facilitates like a moving meditation. So it is a rather dynamic practice. However, I like to teach to all levels and experiences. So I give a lot of options and layers I offer variations and modifications and more advanced expressions as well for those who practice with me who've been practicing for a long time. And the interesting thing about yoga is 
in our Western culture, we think of yoga as these poses, or in Sanskrit, the word is asana. And the poses or the asanas are only one limb, if you will, of yoga. And if you visualize a tree that has eight branches or eight limbs, that's what yoga is in its entirety. So there's eight limbs to yoga and the physical postures, the asanas are one limb. And so I like to talk about the other seven limbs of yoga and how they pertain to our daily lives off the mat more than on the mat or the other 23 hours of your day, I like to say. So yoga is more of a lifestyle practice for me And it helps me to maintain balance between effort and ease or strength and relaxation, finding that balance between, you know, working hard and letting your body repair, recover, and relax. Sounds terrific. Do you teach uh, all ages? Uh, Is it easy for like older people like me, I'm 62, to uh, get into it. If, if yeah. I was in, and I have a few um, problems, spinal cord yeah. problems, so I probably would have mm. to do limited. I, I heard that they have something called sitting down yoga. Yes, yes, definitely. So I also teach that style, a more gentle, less dynamic style. And, you know, with the pandemic, everything has changed for me from teaching 10 to 15, sometimes more group classes a week to now. And in audio editing or social media marketing or kind of virtual assistant, mostly online. And I have a YouTube. So yes, certainly for people your age and older, my mom is approaching 70 and she does quite a few of my classes. And I would suggest more gentle seated and reclined, coordinating the movement, the stretching with deep, relaxing style of breath. That sounds really good. I I would love to do it, but I'm a little bit afraid. I might I might do it anyway. Well, I can send you after our interview. I can send you a a seated and reclined, a slow and gentle oh. stretch. It's on my YouTube, and you can just kind of watch and see if it's something that you think would feel good in your body. Oh, that'd be terrific. Um, I used to take karate, so I did a lot of stretching. So I'm kind of used to stretching, but I haven't done that in so long. Uh, I almost forgot how to do it. (laughs) Right. It's like a use it or lose it muscle. And and in your spare time, you do tandem surfing. Is that correct? Yes. So I'm... I'm formerly world ranked at number five, and I was a professional tandem surfer for a number of years. And I I would be remiss to say that I'm still a professional tandem surfer, although I wish that I was still surfing professionally. I do for fun still, but I suffered a traumatic brain injury at World Championships in 2015. And that coupled with 
I wound up having a pretty bad infection in my small intestines and wound up having surgery on my small intestines. Anyhow, I was forced into early retirement because my health needed to take precedence. So I was fifth in the world at the height of my wow. professional career, and I miss it. I love it. Oh, I, I saw some of the pictures, and they're amazing. I recommend Thank anyone you. to go to your website and look at them. Uh, I, I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're actually posing when somebody's holding you on a surfboard. That's I right. mean, the balance must be awesome. I mean... Uh, have you ever fallen off of it? Yes, I have fallen. And when I fall and hit the water, it's not a big deal. But falling and hitting my teammate or hitting the board, that's how I wound up with a pretty bad brain injury. With a brain injury. And how many years ago was the brain injury? That was 2015. And I'm okay. still... You know, there's. it's interesting. You'll hear sometimes in my podcast or when I speak... I still have some word retrieval challenges and mm -hmm. definitely short-term memory challenges. I'm a little slower than I was back in my um, the oh. height of my career, but um, I feel fortunate that I don't have worse ramifications, um, long-lasting ones at least. Yeah, my short-term memory was never good and... I think because of the ADHD that I have. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that I'm getting older, that's kind of putting a kabam on it. So I, you know, sometimes I don't remember what I said two seconds ago. It's mm. a little bit embarrassing sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'll try not to do that here. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh, I'm the same way. How, how did you get into doing that? I, I mean, did you just take it up with a friend or? That's a really great question, and uh, it's a long story that I'll try to keep short, but it is an interesting one. So back in 2013, I was traveling. I went to Hawaii for two weeks and then Israel for a little over two weeks and then Bali for what was supposed to be a month, but I wound up cutting my, cutting my trip short. And the reason I cut it short was I went to Hawaii and Israel by myself, but my boyfriend at the time, who is not the person that I married, um, he decided to join me at the last minute to go to Bali. And so he was a surfer and we're surfing in Bali. And um, when you rent a board there, it's $5 for the day, pretty much. And, um, it was a little bit too long and too wide for me to ride. So he suggested that we try tandem. And we did. We paddled out together. I didn't stand up, but I got onto my knees. And he stood up. And anyway, it was a really, really fun experience. A super um, steep drop, dropping in on the wave. So it was exhilarating. Anyway, the sad part of that story is a couple days later, this gentleman met another woman and wound up leaving me by myself oh in Bali. Goodness. 
And I decided, you know, I wasn't going to stay. And, and instead of staying in Bali, I decided to come home and cut my trip early by about a week, week and a half. And when I got home, I got an email from another yoga instructor who asked me if I was interested in tandem surfing. Now, she didn't know I had just tried it for the first time. And wow. I grew up being afraid of a lot of things. I mean, crowds and brick buildings of all things. And I just had a lot of fear. So as an adult, I wanted yeah. to be fearless and overcome that. So when I got an email with an opportunity to try tandem surfing for the second time, technically, um, I went for it and I stood up and I was up in the air flying upside down, down a, a wave in my local area in Encinitas. And I couldn't stop laughing. I was exhilarated and I felt like I could start to trust again because tandem surfing requires a lot of trust. And uh, that was the start of a, a really exciting, albeit rather short, uh, professional career for me. Yeah, but you got all the way up to number five. That's amazing. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, was it televised? You know, there it wasn't you, televised where you can go back and find it. I know they streamed live online. We were sponsored by GoPro at the time, so I have quite a few videos of uh, surfing, which is always fun to look back on. But no, it, it wasn't like nationally televised. But still, it's, it's terrific. It's amazing. Um, uh, I know we mentioned before the show that you had done a few bouts with depression. Could you talk about that a little? Yeah. So other than, you know, the experience that I shared um, being left in Bali for another woman, I've had other experiences that were... Um, let's say, traumatizing in my life. And for a long time, I'll tell you, I felt worthy of love, but I also felt like everyone who said they loved me, not not speaking of parents and family, but in a in relationship or romance, I was treated so poorly by the men wow. that I was dating. And um went through a lot of abuse in relationships and um, challenging times, obstacles to overcome. And so this, this feeling that I was worthy of love, but the people who I was romantically involved with who said they loved me treated me really poorly, I just got this really... I had this sadness in my heart and I didn't understand why I was being treated that way. And it did, it led to some deep depression and um, some challenging thoughts at times where I just didn't want to continue living life in that way. So I was living in Minnesota and I was teaching yoga and working in spas. I also did skincare at the time. And I wound up having my apartment broken oh, into God. and That's I was terrible. robbed. And the guy I was seeing um, 
we had lived together for over a year and then he moved away and we were doing long distance and I really needed him to say, you know, I'll be on the next flight out there. I'll help take care of all of this. You know, my front door was broken in. And so I had to get a new door before I could feel safe inside my apartment. And he didn't say that. I mean, bless his heart. He meant well, but he was more focused on the fact that I wasn't injured and that I was okay and my stuff is replaceable rather than the emotional impact that that experience was having. And so when I decided to leave Minnesota, I broke up with this man and I left pretty quickly. Um, I just kind of had had enough. And I went into a pretty deep depression feeling like I didn't know why these types of things were happening to me. And this wasn't the first time that something like that in a very violating way had occurred in my life. And it was just kind of the last straw. And I remember laying in bed um, thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. And it was the middle of winter. And I was in a, uh, you know, a couple stories up, I thought, you know, it would be a uh, uh, hopefully rather easy way to go, oh, no. just jump out no, the window. And bef before I could even wrap my head around that decision, I told myself, you know what, before you do something so extreme that could not only really hurt yourself, but would really hurt your family and the people that you care about, why don't you try living your life differently? Yes, yes. I mean, this is what this show is all about. Preventing uh, suicide and teaching people what mm -hmm. techniques they can use to help their depression. Mm -hmm. Like I take a lot of medicine. I believe in medicine, but yeah. uh, a lot of people just go to a counselor. Did you wind up going to a counselor? I did. I went to a counselor and I was diagnosed with uh, PTSD, mm -hmm. depression, and anxiety. And my first experience. In counseling, uh, my therapist said something to me that's really stuck, and I'm not sure how beneficial it was, but it, at the time, it was something that I could wrap my head around, and it was a man, and he said, you know, Alia, people who have been through the types of things that you've been through, they don't usually come out able to contribute positively to society or hold a job or a relationship. I mean, you really have um, navigated through these challenges without turning to drugs or alcohol. But at the same time, even though I didn't turn to drugs or alcohol, I really uh, beat myself up a lot. And and as much as I had been in abusive relationships, I had to also identify that there was a part of me that was perpetuating that and accepting that, allowing it, and also in such a way doing this to myself. And I was the common denominator in these relationships and these experiences. Now, sure, I mean, I was, I went through non-consensual sexual experiences that 
those types of things, they stay with you and they're challenging. And I don't consider myself someone who asked for that or brought that on in any means. But to accept this type of treatment ongoing in relationships, that was something that I needed to learn boundaries and how to stop accepting that in my life. So going through therapy really opened my eyes to how to set boundaries and what that means. And I decided through that to establish a relationship with myself. So I wound up spending two years in relationship with myself where I wasn't dating any anyone other than myself. And I decided I wanted to get to know what I liked to do, the choices that I would make if I had no one else to consider. And I traveled alone. I went to concerts and festivals. And I did all the things that I wanted to do in a relationship, but with myself. And that was the most healing part of my journey and helped me to be able to have a very healthy relationship and and meet the person that I'm now married to and, and have a really, really healthy wow, relationship really with. Did, did you have any problems in your childhood with your parents at all? I did have problems in my childhood. And it was, you know, my parents did the best they could. Yeah. It was more issues uh, surrounding my brother. He, um, he was really burdened in childhood and had a really hard time and it resulted with a lot of raised voices and anger and yelling at home and I've always been a peacemaker so I would sit in my room and hear them yell and and you know wait till things had kind of quieted down and then try and go to each one of them and appease this situation. So needless to say, it was, a, it was, a, I had a challenging upbringing and I was always trying to make peace, but that isn't the responsibility of a young child. I internalized a lot of what my brother and I went through. And now I'm really close with my parents, but they know that looking back, I don't consider myself someone who had a good childhood. Yeah, I mean, that that could be the beginning of it, the PS, PTSD. Uh, yeah, we that, talked at length about that and my upbringing. And I definitely think um, the amount of emotional um, turmoil that my family went through contributed a lot to that. Right. It begins there, and sometimes what you do is you tend to try to repeat the situation in your relationships. I don't want to be a super counselor, but I I read this. So then for some reason you enable a little bit of the the, the abuse to try to find a way to fix what was broken in the past. I'm not saying you did this. But I'm I'm saying that is a a common uh, problem that people go through. They try to repeat what happened in the past to make it work better. And unfortunately, it doesn't work at all. 
that. You hit the nail on the head. And it's kind of this perpetual cycle of reliving in various different circumstances those same experiences. And I've definitely been through that for sure. Okay. So what does the future look like? Um, You teach uh, how many hours a week of yoga? Right now I'm teaching eight classes a week, uh, mostly online. I am doing some outdoor small group in-person classes in my area twice a month typically. So um, my main community class is live every Wednesday afternoon at 4.30 Pacific time. And that's on Zoom. So people can email me to register and show up on Zoom. But I also record the class. And it goes on my YouTube for a couple of weeks so people can do it for free. And then the class goes to my website. It comes down from YouTube and goes on my website. And those are $15 for unlimited use, a one-time purchase. And what's next for me, I run teacher trainings and Um, People can start any time if they want to dive into yoga, whether you want to teach or not, but to learn more about the practice and all that it entails. So that's online now. And I have a podcast called What's Wellness with Alia Yoga. And it's starting its third season. I have over 50 episodes now. I I wanted to ask you about your stomach issues. I have a lot of lot of practices that I do for my gastrointestinal issues and I lead cleanses to help other people really be able to identify what foods or even um, stressors are causing inflammation and what your system may be sensitive to. For me, I have a very sensitive system and I've been able to identify what triggers a lot of my symptoms. So for me, I can't eat onion and garlic or bell pepper, um, corn or dairy, gluten, also nuts most nuts and seeds. Um, I try new things to add into my nutrition and protocol. And sometimes I have success and sometimes I don't. And when I don't, I get frustrated. It can be challenging for me to stay positive when I don't feel good. Dress is a big problem when it comes to gastrointestinal issues. And And I think managing stress is one of the most important aspects of it, but also proper hydration and getting enough minerals. I take uh, magnesium several times a day and taking magnesium, um, you know, a couple times a day has really helped with my um, digestion. There's not a lot, like if you go to the doctor and tell them, they pretty much say, well, try this and try that. But if it doesn't work, you're still left with the the stomach ailments and everything. And I don't want to go on any pharmaceuticals that are, you know, could cause other problems while not actually fixing the root of the issue. So it can be challenging, you know, to to be in pain and people can't see that you're – having this issue, you know, from the outside looking in, everything is 
fine. So, and um, I lead a wellness cleanse, which is coming up and it's three days. You eat all three days. There's not a day where you don't eat, but it helps you identify what foods can trigger inflammation or sensitivities, helps with weight loss, but also detoxification. And it's based in Ayurveda, which is the sister science to yoga. And we're changing seasons. We're going from Vata season, which governs cold, dry, and air or wind. So that's winter month. And we're moving into Kapha season, which is governed by water and earth which is springtime, you know, April showers bring May flowers. So we're going to work on balancing kapha by eating seasonally and detoxing the body, setting intentions for your mind and celebrating your spirit. Wow, that's terrific stuff. Um, so does that take up most of your week? I mean, do you have a secondary job at all? I do, in fact. Or... I am a virtual assistant, executive virtual assistant. So I work oh. um, for someone else, and I do his website and some marketing. I also do his QuickBooks, so a little bit of accounting work and uh that, wow. That's about five to 10 hours a week. And, and I'm always open to picking up other jobs like that, whether it's audio editing or social media marketing or kind of virtual assistant where it encompasses all of that. And the reason, you know, teaching yoga is my passion. I love connecting with people, but it's I've been doing this 10 years and it's not something that's made me a millionaire, that's for sure. <laughs> right. And my yeah. husband would love if I made more money to contribute to our family. So I pick up jobs like that <laughs> and um, do the best I can. Well, that makes it a it busy is. day I'm for very you. busy, but I love it. You know, the podcast too, it's like it takes several hours out of the week to record and edit and show notes and all the things, but it's oh, a labor yeah. of love and um, I'm definitely fulfilled emotionally and working on feeling fulfilled financially. That's a great recovery story. I mean, you, you did it all and that's what you have to do. It's, it's all inside of you. You have to, uh, you know, basically love yourself. And if you can do that, then the rest is, you know, it's falls true. into place. And that's not so, an easy thing. It's not like I woke up the next day no. and loved myself completely. In fact, I'll express this as a three-part practice. It starts with self-awareness, like taking some time to get to know yourself and not just the things that make you a bright, shiny, awesome human, but also the, the dark sides of yourself and getting to know what makes you tick and, and where your boundaries are and also what makes you feel alive and, and super connected and, and living on purpose. So self-awareness, and that goes into self-acceptance, like accepting your positives and your faults, accepting who you are and who you aren't. And I think self-awareness plus self-acceptance takes you further along the path 
towards self-love, but it's a never meandering path. I mean, um, each day I wake up and think, I'm glad I'm alive today. Let's see how this day unfolds (laughs) and um, hope for the best. If if someone wants to contact you, the best way is through your email. Yeah, is that what my you're email, Alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A H L I A. Alia Yoga on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and um, people can also check out my website, which is aliayoga.com. Okay. So once all this virus is over, you're going back to having in-person yoga, right? That's the plan. That is certainly the plan. I am open to pivoting, however, because I am feeling like from a vulnerable place, Bob, I'll share that I'm feeling like I, I need to make something else my career and teach yoga Mm -hmm. because I love it. I've tried making yoga and my teacher trainings and workshops and programs, my career, but my biggest challenge is filling my programs. I have a lot of people tell me how much they love my classes online and in person. And people even say that I'm their favorite teacher, which fills my heart but does not fill my bank account so i Mm -hmm. well after after the show you probably get thousands of people from your lips to god's ears because i'm ready for it and i don't want (laughs) to give up on that dream but i do want to be practical and i'm feeling some pressure right now like my efforts just haven't been good enough or have missed the mark a little bit it's hard. It's hard. very hard. I mean, I'm trying to break into podcasting. I've only been doing this mm-hmm. for about a year. And I'm not happy with my audience right now, but I, I, I know it's going to get better. I know, it's, you know, as the yeah. years go on, I'll sure. get better. Totally. Uh, maybe I'll get a, ho- a host that doesn't have this sore throat that I have. But, uh, yeah, it is hard doing that. I mean, I do a lot of editing, and it's just it's very difficult. It's time-consuming. It's difficult, and um, you want to make it just right and, and perfect. So, you know, I may be pivoting and take a job doing something else, but I'll always teach a couple classes a week at least, if not for my career, definitely because I love it. Terrific. Is there anything else you want to talk about um, that we haven't well, gone over? Anything you want to tell the uh, Yes, audience? I have a message that I would like to share, and it relates both to yoga sure. on the mat but also off of the mat, and it has to do with body image and also self-love because I'm five feet tall and just under 90 pounds. And when people look at me, they see a very strong fit individual, someone who um, takes good care of herself and things like that. 
And you would never know what I was going through inside by looking at me from the outside. And so what I want to share is twofold. The first is you never know what someone may be going through. And so to treat everyone with kindness, compassion, and respect, including yourself. And second to that is it's more important how you feel than how you look. I mean, I'd be really glad to gain 20 pounds and not have digestive issues and pain. Um, It's not about a six pack or a strong arms or, or whatever. It's about how you feel inside your body. And so I'd like to share and hopefully motivate people to pay more attention to how you feel than how you look. Yeah, that's perfect. That's really good. Um, I'd like to lose 20 pounds, so maybe more than 20 pounds. But And I'm sure you'd um, also like to feel good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it does make you feel better. Um, I have some spinal issues, and if I could get the weight off, then that would make that a lot better. Well, for people like yourself who may be listening, who want to lose weight, I do suggest focusing on small goals and mostly surrounding nutrition. You don't want to go all out on a diet, let's say, or an exercise routine and have it be temporary. So if you can set a goal to add one new vegetable into your week for the next 10 weeks, a new vegetable, this week cauliflower, next week green beans, the following week zucchini, the week after that, I don't know, pale. It's like just one new thing a week to get more dense nutrition. That's going to make a difference in your energy and in your body. And then you know, after a couple of weeks of that, add a goal. I'm going to walk 20 minutes twice a week for the next eight weeks. I mean, setting goals like that that are really attainable are great ways to not only lose weight, but more importantly, get healthy. That's great advice. Well, you've been a terrific guest. I, I'm wrap, I'll have to wrap it up, but... Um... Uh, I can't wait to take a look at your uh, your videos and, and, and all of that. Um, so you are located. Do you want to sure, give your location? I'm located in Encinitas, California. So that's about 15, 20 minutes north of San Diego in a little coastal surfer town. I feel very fortunate to live here. I love it's San beautiful. Diego. Uh, I'm here because of my children mm-hmm. are here, so... Okay, I mean, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. You're a terrific person, and, I mean, so dynamic, and to help yourself like that, is it takes a lot of strength, I know, because I had to, co- I had to come out of some uh, pretty bad yeah. depressions. But I wish you all the luck in the world, and, uh, you know, stay in touch. Thank you. And maybe we can... Absolutely. I'd love to be a guest again in the future. Thank you so much for having me today. And I send you a lot of love and and positive blessings that you continue with this amazing show and that it inspires and helps a lot of people. Thank you. 
Oh, oh thank you, and and same to you. And uh, take care, and have a have you a great too. day. And everyone who's listening, take care. That was Alia Bionde. She's an amazing woman. She's done a lot in her life. Uh, the surfing is just amazing. How she could pose like that. Uh, I really enjoyed the interview with her, and. I think she's going to be doing great. Anyone that wants to look at her or listen to her her tapes, go to the website that I'll have posted on the description. And um, you can look at that and possibly join. That would be great. Okay, that wraps up the show. Uh, I'm at Over the Rainbow Bob gmail.com uh, my twitter site is over the rain one bow and facebook and instagram are just search for OTR achieving mental health for real I'll see you guys there uh, I'm going to post a few things this week and hopefully we'll get these uh, websites going good All right, thanks a lot everybody Good night.